everyone wants the best for their kids and when they're concerned that there's that might not actually be the case um, then people react in different ways and I think that leads to some of the problems that we see in New York City public schools right now. In education few topics are more fraught with tension than school integration. Recent studies have confirmed that when students who are struggling academically are taught alongside those who are, that are thriving both groups do better in the long run. There's still fierce resistance though, and in New York City, a new plan being promoted in District 15 in Brooklyn that does away with admission screening processes for middle schools is being closely watched by experts and parents alike. If it does succeed, one of the reasons will be teachers' abilities to simultaneously teach students of different levels of academic proficiency in the same classroom. Akani Zusho, a professor of educational psychology in Fordham's Graduate School of Education, says that when students are properly motivated, it can be done. I'm Patrick Verrill, and this is Fordham News. How do we know all students do better when their schools are socially and economically integrated? From the social sciences and psychology in particular, there's evidence to suggest that um, um, when students are integrated, that they do learn from each other. Um, particularly when it comes to racial integration, there's research that suggests that um, it does reduce prejudice. Um, and not only that, it actually improves uh, engagement uh, among students. There's a particular theory called intergroup contact uh, theory. If you're always friends with a particular type a person and then all of a sudden you know you get a, a different kind of friend <laughs> um, you get and let's say you had some preconceived notions about what that friend might represent ahead of time the more you get to know this new friend you're more likely to appreciate them and value them and then that reduces prejudice if the research backs it up why is there such strong resistance to it from a parent's perspective I think there is often um, uh, a concern that the the quality of education may go down if there's uh you know if schools are integrated uh, whether or not that's true is a different story everyone wants the best for their kids and when they're concerned that there's that might not actually be the case um, then people react in different ways and I think that leads to some of the problems that we see in New York City public schools right now what is differentiated instruction differentiated instruction is basically this idea that you would adjust your instruction to meet the needs of the students in the class. And in a class of 30, and especially in, in, in New York City public schools, oftentimes we hear teachers complain that um, the students that are excelling are very different than the students that are really struggling in the class. Um, and so this, this idea of differentiated instruction is how do you uh, uh, attend to everybody's needs and stretch them too. Is there a maximum number of students in a classroom that this this technique can work for? So, I, I to be honest, I don't think it's the number of students that is um, as critical. Um, I mean, obviously, some of the the strategies that we teach teachers requires group work, and um, and there are some physical challenges sometimes when it comes to the setup of New York City classrooms that sometimes make it difficult. A lot of times, I think it really depends on the teacher and the teacher's um, comfort with using some of the strategies that we teach them. So for example, there's a lot of group learning work um, uh, and teachers vary in their uh, comfort level with um, facilitating that kind of instructional strategy. There's also, I think it varies too on teachers' um, content knowledge. We found that teachers sometimes uh, well, we know that teachers vary in uh, in how um, 
much expertise they have in the content that they're teaching and that impacts whether or not they can sort of see the big picture ideas that they want to get across to the students because that's what you really need to differentiate on. In a racially integrated classroom, I think it also depends on teachers' own self-awareness um, and uh, their cultural knowledge of their students. If the new plan in Brooklyn succeeds, teachers who are used to teaching only the quote-unquote academically gifted students will have to quickly learn how to teach those that are also struggling academically and vice versa. And I wonder, do you think they can benefit from differentiated instruction made practical, which you and your colleague Rhonda Bondi published earlier this year? Of course I'm biased, but I definitely think that they you could they could learn something. Um, because like I said before, it's, it's uh, to differentiate instruction effectively, I think it's, um, it's not an easy task. A lot of what we're really trying to promote is this idea of teachers finding time in their lesson um, to uh, look and listen for diversity because I feel like teachers if you're if you're a teacher and you're lecturing all the time what we find in that uh, is that usually you know there are some students that are going to get it and then there's obviously a you know handful of students that won't get it and unless you make the students thinking visible to them and to you you won't be able to sort of know that some of the kids are not getting it and then we also have a lot of um, like I said previously, group learning routines because we feel like that allows teachers to listen to kids because they'll be talking with each other, um, and uh, you know, and then it becomes clear to the students and to the teacher if they are getting it. What our book is really focusing on is getting teachers to engage the extremes because if you engage the extremes, then most likely you're engaging everybody. For differentiation of instruction to work, you have to have a, a, a supportive learning environment, uh, a, an environment where students perceive that they belong and that they are valued members of the classroom because a lot of what we ask teachers to do does require te uh, students to feel comfortable voicing their their opinions when they're especially when they're struggling and not being embarrassed by that and then most importantly um, confidence is key to motivation in fact I think it's probably the most important aspect of, of feeling motivated if you don't feel like you are confident um, the quality of your behavior usually suffers. I teach statistics um, it's, uh, here at Fordham, and I also face this all the time where some students get it and other students don't. I often break up the class into groups at one point so that students who need more personalized attention can have me for like five or ten minutes so that they feel confident enough to go back to uh, their groups and engage in there. But for that to work, right, they need to actually feel like they're not embarrassed and, and that they can come to me. So what advice would you give to people who want to see this new plan being put into action in Brooklyn actually succeed? You need to shift the culture of the schools to one that is embracing of all students. And so what that might require is changing policies so that there's not so much a focus on awards, let's say, <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and certain groups excelling. So because usually when you do that, when you heighten awareness about one group excelling, you're impl implicitly giving a message that the other kids can't uh, or, or they're not at that level. 
they could get rid of screeners, but if they're still tracking students into different um, like classes, uh, that that's problematic. Two, I think professional development is probably going to be key, where teachers are going to need to become better versed in in differentiated instruction or personalized instruction. I think the the teachers need to and the kids too. They need to see that that they can learn from each other. And it's not it's not going to be easy. <laughs> there, I don't. The problem is that I don't think there's one specific thing that will ensure that things that this will be a success. But the fact that they're willing to to do this, I think, is a positive um, move in the in the right direction.